Still Snoop Dogg and D.I.A. Guess who's back? Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Oh, welcome back to the Wildcast Studios for a post-Valentine's Day episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, fan listeners, I am your host, Adam Lund, and I am joined by, of course, by your favorite co-hoster, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. How was your Valentine's Day weekend, weekend day, all of it? Pretty good. Uh, Super Bowl, obviously, Sunday was, well, I'm not going to say it was the most romantic thing. <laughs> uh, I think we all know what the most romantic thing about Valentine's Day weekend is, uh, and that's the chocolates, of course. Well, yeah. Uh, and, uh, no, the whole weekend was good. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, I get, we're getting pretty old, so it's, there's not Mellow. much of a, uh, you know, a celebration. Yeah. You know, you don't have to whine. You don't have to whine or dine or 69 or, you know, as much, <laughs> much as, you know, much now as you did, you know, no, you, you, 10, yeah, a decade ago, right? Yeah, exactly. So. You're, you're not on the hunt. You're, that's right. You're not on the prowl. It's, uh, you, you got know, bills to pay. You can't be going to hotels and fancy exactly, dinners. And exactly. That was, that was, yeah, we went to, decades uh, ago. We went to IKEA first time in four years. You got some meatballs? Yeah, I did. Uh, no, I had the, the fish. Ah, the haddock and the fries. Oh, yeah. Two hours. In Ikea. Yeah. We got there at 11.48. We left just after 2 o'clock. Only spent 130 bucks, which isn't bad, but we got a lot of ideas. But it, it was great. Like, as we arrived there, we're like, how long has it been since we've been here? Because I was like, well, we didn't go in 2021 or 2020 or 2019 when my family was here. So, yeah, it would have been late 2018. Was it open then? Yeah. Yeah, because we, uh, we got our dressers for our bedroom from there. Cool. And it would have been before we moved in this house, so it's been Jeez, it was, quite... It was before COVID, that thing? Oh, opened? yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, huh. exactly. Um, How'd you... In... Oh, we'll get to that in a minute. Don't forget, as always, you can subscribe <laughs> on Twitter, Monk to Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, and TikTok as well now, and we're back on the YouTube. Uh, I mean, how'd you enjoy the Super Bowl? Or I guess the halftime show. Where halftime do you wanna... show was the best part. Yeah. You know, I, I watched the game, wasn't paying much attention to it. Uh, I was on my phone most of the time. Uh, right. The... Halftime show, absolutely amazing. Uh, I mean, if you were born in the '80s or you were born in the '90s, I think I the mean, memes that came out of that. Were oh pretty yeah, good you too. were you were just. I mean, you were. I was rapping along there, and the, <laughs> I think the thing that amazed me the most is they managed to pull off that whole show without swearing uh, or dropping any you know any bombs or anything yeah. like that. Right? It was it was a pretty clean performance, yeah. and uh, no, just just you know the whole show was incredible. Uh, if, if those four or five artists went on a North American tour, oh man, yeah, they uh, sign me up for that. <laughs> they set the bar for collaborations now at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know who Kendrick Lamar is, so up until that, everything was great. I don't like. For me, I would have rather had one more Fifty Cent song and maybe a couple more Eminem songs than Kendrick Lamar. I get Kendrick Lamar because you got the newer. Um, the newer generation. Yeah. Um, yeah. The game is all right. I wish the Bengals would have won, Same. obviously. Yeah. Um, but, I mean. They they, they, they were close. I mean, yeah. they, they, they got off to a good start in the second half. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it just, they got shut down. Yeah. They got and shut the, down and, and couldn't. Uh, Aaron Donald kind of took over and Cooper yeah. Cup took over. Yeah. And that's, I mean. That's your offense. A, that's your defense. As a football fan, I don't know how you don't have your Pro Bowl running back on on a fourth and one. Uh, that's just me, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's 
it was I'm glad that it wasn't I mean last year was a blowout. It was awesome because it was Tampa blowing the team out, but nobody ever wants Super Bowls that are blowouts. You no, want something you coming down yeah. to the fourth quarter. Um and you know you want like you want one of those plays. You want a play that yeah. that you know changes the complexion of the game. Like you look at you know that the the Patriots undefeated season that David Tyree catch. Yep. Um or I think there was a Super Bowl. I want to say it was ten years ago. Pittsburgh and Arizona. I think Larry Fitzgerald had a ridiculous catch in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, he had an eighty-yard run, and then uh, Santonio Holmes had the toe-tapping catch. Right. That one. Yeah. Um, like there's just plays that you want to see that just changes kind of the complexion of the game. And I mean, it didn't. Ha- I mean, it had it because the. I mean, the last two minutes of that game was really. Yeah, that was the game. There, yeah. was, there was penalties. There was, you know, which is pe- tough. Penalties that shouldn't have been penalties. Penalties that should have been penalties. Yeah. Um, offsetting penalties. Shout out to yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Uh, and yeah, the whole game was came down to the last two minutes. Yeah. Uh, I think if it wasn't for those penalties, I think it probably would have been a better finish. Uh, but you know, you got you got to you got to take your wins, got to take your losses, and. Uh, I know we have a few Bengals fans that listen to the show, so that you know it's probably going to sting for for a little bit. And, Future's uh, bright, though, if you look at the. Oh my God! I yeah, mean, Joe gonna... Burrow. They, you get. A, I think he was sacked like 20, 17, 17 or eighteen times. Mm-hmm. I think or something like that. Something crazy like that, which is a Super Bowl record for a quarterback. It showed in the second half they couldn't move the ball. Um, once they figured out how to get Aaron Donald uh, matched up one on one, but I mean the AFC with Burrow with uh, Justin Haybear. <laughs> Herbert, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. um, Oregon Lam- Ducks baby, <laughs> Lamar, <laughs> yeah, uh, Mac Allen. Jones, yeah, sure, Mac Jones. Um, like the future's bright. Yeah, it is. Mahomes yeah. is still Mahomes, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it. You know, there's a lot of rumors. Is is Aaron Rodgers going to leave Green Bay and go to an AFC team? I don't really know if you want to, because mm-hmm. what's coming out of the NFC? The Rams, mm-hmm. the Bucks aren't the Bucks without Brady if he unretires, and if he doesn't, we're in trouble. You know, it's basically the Rams, maybe the 49ers. That's about it. But uh, we're not going to turn this into a football show. But it was good to good to see a good Super Bowl with a good halftime show. Um, so just sucks for, for Pat. and Yeah, Dave. and Dave and my buddy Jonathan that's in the Armed Forces. He's yeah. a Bengals fan too. And uh, I think uh, Jason Lorette's a Rams fan. So uh, congratulations oh, to, to Jason. Uh, and I think he's the only Rams fan I know. So there you go. I don't know any. So let's get to some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. Actually, before we get into that, Mass Singer. Yeah. March yeah, 9th. Yeah, yeah. yeah again. Yeah. There was no amazing race to talk about. So uh well, it's not a little non-elimination. Yeah. And Arun and Natalie with uh I swear to God. There's another seventh life, another yeah, yeah. another non-elimination leg. And <laughs> I don't know what's kind of they're 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 pushing their luck, but yeah, man, if they come back to win the show, holy cripe, that's gonna be some some story. And um, yeah, that's why I think they go to uh, where they go to next year, next next show, this week's show. I forget. I I, I didn't watch the uh, I didn't watch the preview. The look ahead, uh, but yeah, Mass Singer March March ninth. Yep. Big Brother Canada, March second or third. I retweeted it. Um, it is March. Uh, so which one are you more excited for? March second for Big Brother Canada. Um, I'm a big fan of both. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I 
Did you see the uh, Mass Singer preview today? I it's, didn't. It's know. teams. Oh, okay. So it's good, it's bad, and it's cuddly. <laughs> so that's the whole like that's the costumes. Okay. Um, so it's gonna be divided in teams. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So Big Brother Canada, March second, amazing. Uh, Mass Singer, uh, March 9th. So we're gonna have some extra pop culture here to start nice. talking about soon. And if they keep extending seasons, who knows what we're gonna get yeah, into? We'll get into right. another Hell's Kitchen. Who knows? Um, yeah. Again. We finally have a schedule for the rest of the Maritimes and Quebec uh, divisions. Um, I mean, you're looking at it. The Wildcats play something like 30, 33 games in 76 days or something like that. I mean, the Q is going to do their best to get this thing in. Uh, the Wildcats end on Sunday, May 1st at home against St. John. Um, if you go to the Wildcats website, you can see all the games and which has been rescheduled, which has stayed the same, and when you can actually use your tickets. And again, February... 15th that game was the final game so the game yesterday was the final game that there was the general admission seating uh february 19th and beyond return to full capacity so hopefully we don't hopefully we don't have the tip hopefully we have the tip function that'd be kind of ridiculous uh if if the tip function all of a sudden went away um proof vaccine uh masks and everything they're going to honor the flex voucher calendar coupons unused season tickets the box office just try to redeem it one day before and uh for this weekend's games only uh, the 19th and the 20th. If you have an antler breakfast coupon or a Christmas Superstore coupon. I think I threw mine out. Those are the only days that you can redeem them is for yeah. these two games, which, okay. Uh, Junior Cats is coming back uh, Sunday 20th. I uh, threw my damn antler breakfast coupons out. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, tickets go back on sale for uh, the games this weekend on Ticketmaster right now, and then individual tickets will be online starting midweek, so... Um, it's going to be a jam-packed schedule. It's going to be a ton of hockey. It gets started this, uh, well, this Friday uh, as the Wildcats have 3-3. Three and three, But we're going to get to the team of the week before we get into the Wildcats recap. Uh, William DeFore, the Sea Dogs, Xavier Perron, who we're going to bring up a little bit later, and uh, Wildcat killer Bennett McCarter uh, is uh, your forwards. Frederick Brunet and Jeremy Langlois for the Oceanic and the Eagles, respectively, and Remy Poirier of the Gatineau Olympique is the goaltender. For the QMJHL team of the week, I was really hoping Lotion make it on that, and then I saw the points that these guys were putting up, and I was like, mm, so close. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, so much hockey. Let's let's just get into. I, I can't even count how many is like games. So many games in so many days. I think the Wildcats had said something uh, on their Twitter. Third, but it was thirty, it was like thirty-three and, and seventy-six days my, or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, like it's something ludicrous like that. Uh, that's gonna be a tired group. Yeah. Young group, tired group, uh, so they better be. Uh, and I would dare say the first half of the schedule was a little bit more favorable mm-hmm. than uh, your second half of the schedule. We're going to get a lot of Charlottetown, a lot of St. John, a lot of Bathurst. Um, the only games against Quebec, I believe, is Drummondville Saturday, which we'll talk about, uh, Sherbrooke on March 9th. And... Uh, yeah. We got one more Quebec trip. Uh, we got Gatineau, which is a rescheduled, and then one more Quebec trip in uh, in April wow. against Gatineau, Blainville, Quebec. Wow. So, yeah. which when I saw Tim tweet that, I was like, oh, a trip through Quebec? You won. You got that Airbnb, Airbnb thing? Yeah. Layla got that Airbnb <laughs> thing? Maybe we, yeah. yeah. Maybe we could do a road because I told her about that, and she's like, well, I go to Airbnbs. I want April, one. What is it, April something? April twelfth, thirteenth, and fifteenth. I was like, "Whoa, Quebec road trip. Maybe, Maybe we could have a little fun a, in April." A bus trip. And uh, well, it's a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, so those bus trips oh, are, are quite yeah, difficult. That'd be expensive so, one. Yeah, eventually we'll get uh, 
We'll get a bus trip, and maybe we'll get a wild cast bus trip. <laughs> and by that, I mean we're just going to go Open on the bus booze. trip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the Weekly Rewind. Weekly Rewind. We'll call it the Wildcast Podcast Booze Cruise. Oh, we would sell that bus out. <laughs> Prepay your tickets now so we yeah. can afford the bus, and away we go. All uh, the uh, insurance and liabilities oh. and the lawyers and the uh, yeah the uh, damage deposit on the <laughs> bus. And, yeah. Uh, I don't even know who would get to be the bus driver. Oh, man. Wouldn't be Bernie. It would be something fierce. It would, oh, man. It would be a good time, though. <laughs> um, yeah. Getting into the rewind, the Wildcats didn't play well. So let's get into the preview of this upcoming. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the Wildcats. Well, I'm not kidding. They didn't play well, but. Um, Wildcats 17, 12, 3, and 1 for 38 points still. They now drop to 5th in the Maritimes, 7th in the East Division, which gives us a series against the Rempar based on points and percentage. Um, you know, you go to Thursday's game against Sherbrooke or against Shawinigan. Philly on at home. Um, the Wildcats were right in this one. I thought was one of their one of Philly's best games um, oh, 100%. all year, uh, maybe into last year. Um, they this just couldn't missing. muster. His best game. Let's yeah. just put it that yeah, way. His exactly. best game. Um, and they couldn't muster much offense. Um, I mean, he had two 10-bell saves. I think they were Q saves of the week. They might even turn into saves of the year candidates. Um, but they just couldn't get any offense going. Uh, 22 shots. I mean, they were all shot 15-7 in the first, 9-8 in the second, then again 15-7 in the third period, which this is becoming a trend. Um, the... The TSN turning point, if you will, and I tweeted it, and and I seem to have been sub called out on it, um, or backhanded called out on it for for my tweet. But uh, you know, Isenza just a, a tough turnover raid right in the slot, right to Agostino, who on a two on one to Patrick Dubé made no mistake. It was two one, and I it just let the wind out of the sails, and the team never recovered. Um, the power play was better, but it just wasn't enough. They took too many penalties in that third mm-hmm. period when they're even trying to get a comeback. And, you know, well, the th- the three third... keys to the game, don't take penalties. They yeah. took six. Yeah, the, th- the third and fourth goal from, from Schwinnigan were power play goals, mm-hmm. and they both came with less than 10 minutes to go in the, in the game, right? Yep. So um, it, it's this team is known for uh, – you know, this would have been a perfect game for them to mount. You know, a come uh, one of those you know famous third period comebacks, but yep. there's just uh, they got into penalty trouble, and it was uh, you know that that's kind of spelled the end of the game. It was Lavalle was spectacular, played really well. Uh, Filion played really well, uh, which you kind of thought he might playing it in yeah. his hometown mm-hmm. first time ever. Yeah, it was. It was weird. You could. But during introductions, you heard his name called, and you you heard yeah. a, a lot of people just start cheering. So, uh, but good on the Wildcats for giving him the start in that game. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't. You know, when when I saw the lineup, I was like, "Wow, Villian starting against Schwinnigan. That's that's an odd one." You know, I didn't I didn't think it would happen. But then I was like, "You know what?" I went and checked his EP profile. I was like, "You know, what? he is from Schwinnigan. Yeah. I forgot about that." So. Uh, yeah, good on good on them for uh, for getting him that that start because, yeah, like you said, dude, that's the first time he's been able to play in front of his family, right? Since yep. he came into the league, so uh, and that's usually when a goalie wants to play their best yep. is is when they're playing in front of their family and friends, and he stepped up, and it just sucks that the team uh, couldn't get the job for him. 
get the job done for him. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the power play is getting better. Um, Loshing on the on that on his off wing. Um, he's making making some things happen, and uh, he's kind of been on a tear in these well past four games, really. But um, um, I don't know where I was gonna go with it. We'll just leave it at that, I guess. I mean, the team's getting outshot. It's the second period was one of their better periods, but again, just penalties were a theme of the weekend. Um, There's not very many games left in the schedule they're not going to be outshot in. No. Like, there's, they're going to be outshot in a lot of these games. And, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, it, it's going to be tough to, uh, I guess, to stay, not necessarily stay positive, but, yeah. you know, stay, uh, stay rested, stay, stay in control you know it's it is going to be a tough schedule to uh to close out the rest of the season but uh you know we'll see we'll see where it goes and the next uh the next game is uh yeah we're not gonna yeah the yeah. Uh, man uh, all right whatever sure heartbreaking is... gut-wrenching epic collapse however you want to put it mm-hmm. um 5-4 loss to the phoenix i mean this team was up four nothing two goals on four shots chase shingaloff who you know, you had said earlier in the year, stopping everything. I mean, he's the reason that kind of Sherbrooke, no one really saw him coming. Uh, so four goals on seven shots when they brought in the backup. No goals on 11 shots in the final 40. This was a team, and this is their first loss when leading after two. The Wildcats are 9-1 and one now when leading after two. Mm. This was the team went into a shell. They played prevent defense, and junior hockey is, you know, there's one thing when you're down in the, in the pro leagues and, yeah, it'd be cool if your team comes back. But in, in junior hockey, down 4 nothing, you're not out of it. And you're just hoping that they can stem the tide. They unfortunately went into what seemed like a prevent defense. I mean, they were outshot 26-11 to 11 in the final 40 minutes. Um, Xavier Perrant was the difference, and he was the difference with a very weak tripping call. And... The killer down 5-4 was the Etienne Moran interference call where, again, for a 20-year-old, it's a pretty veteran move to go down awfully easy when a 16, 16-year-old puts his hand on you and then they took too many player, too many men on the ice, which they started the game with, ended the game with. I mean... That was like two games in a row that they took, you know, many, too yeah, many the men first, the first penalty of the game in both games were yeah. too many men on the ice. Which and is not very common. No, and the one that they took at the end of the game was when Lemieux was coming off the ice. Yeah, it's true. They had seven guys on the ice. Yeah. So somebody missed the call to not go out, but I mean in the five years we've been doing this, I don't know if I remember a loss as bad. Where they were up and just once Sherbrooke started to roll, you could just see it coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Um, I I can't think of a loss where they they had they were in control of the game, and I mean it wasn't even like they had a four nothing lead after the first period, and Sherbrooke didn't even get their first goal until like ten minutes after, like literally the midpoint of the game, right? Yeah, exactly. Ten, 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 ten minutes, yeah. Uh, and it just seems like they were back to back. They had like what two goals in eight eight thirty six to the third, nine yeah, thirteen so that... to the third, fourteen eighteen and seventeen thirty seven. So they, literally they had. They still had a four-one lead with with twelve minutes left in the yeah. game. Yeah, right? and and Peron gets or Bellamy gets the tripping call, which is off whatever it is, what it is, mm-hmm. and 
Sherbert gets a power play goal, and then bang, 30 seconds later, yeah. a dump in goes off the boards the wrong way. Uh, Lemieux can't get to it, and I think he maybe even is surprised a little bit by the shot, and Xavier Parent puts in the net, and that's mm-hmm. what your your veterans are there to do. Um, you know, this is still a young team, and they've they've played really well, but there's a, a learning to win, mm-hmm. and learning to win is very difficult, and I think as much as this kind of sucked, I this is going to be a very good learning experience, but it's how you learn from this because, I mean, obviously when we record this, we don't know what we're going to get from Halifax. So, I mean, yeah, they won against Halifax. Or now we're on a three-game losing streak against Halifax. But it'll be interesting to see how they come out against a very good Halifax team after two very difficult defeats on the weekend. Is this one of those games where you where you keep the tape or you throw it out? I think you keep the tape. I think it, this is so much a game of learning, especially with a young group, that you keep the tape and you show them, hey, don't just chip and chase and get off. Chip and chase and get off. I mean, mm. their backup was two goals in the first his first two shots, and then it was, I mean, yeah, Lavalle played well in in Shawinigan, but he wasn't really tested late on. Uh, Robert wasn't really tested. It was. I think you keep the tape and you use his learning experience. Like we went into a prevent defense. They played not to lose instead of trying to play to win, and I think that's why you keep the tape and you and you learn from it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I made a joke about how they uh, they sh- they should have made the team walk home from Sherbrooke. <laughs> yeah. You know, Bernie drives the bus home with the staff and make the team walk <laughs> yeah. home. But I don't know if that'd be very nice. But no, don't know if if we'd have uh, have the players back uh, the next week for games or they just no. So, but no, you're you're right. Uh, it is a learning experience. They they probably get home on uh, when was the game Saturday night, right? Or Friday night. Friday night. Friday night. So they probably got home Saturday. Yeah. They probably uh, had them back at the rink Sunday morning and watched that whole game yeah. in the... Uh, yeah, there's so. no days off. Yeah. So I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they had the whole the team watch that whole game on, on, on film and just dissect it, break it down, and say, you know, this should have happened or what. But and it, I, I'm expecting a different team against Halifax and against Drummondville and against Halifax and against Halifax. And that's, <laughs> that's basically the schedule, right? Yeah. That's, welcome uh, back to, upcoming. welcome back to last year's schedule yeah. kind of against Halifax, someone Halifax, 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 Halifax. Um, I mean, look, I, the team's 17 and 12, the 38 points, they're ahead of where we thought they'd be. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, I sat there Saturday after the loss and I'm just like, I'm gutted. Like, it feels like the losses are piling up and piling up and we're never going to win. We're, you know, they're six and four when they're out shooting an opponent. They're eleven, eight, and three when they're getting out shot. Like they have a winning record when they're getting out shot. Yeah, and it's just, you know, did did you watch the whole game or did you just catch just brief? You know, I I, I watched the the highlights. Let's put it that way, okay. so I can kind of see what what went wrong and yeah. you know stuff like that. There was obviously some major mistakes mm-hmm. uh, that were made and uh, that's what I mean when they say you know like get the whole team to watch that game because they're gonna know what uh, what not what to do and what not to do in, in, in these upcoming games yeah I mean th- that Sherbrooke team I mean we get them well I just think I got rid of the schedule there we get them in March mm-hmm. so I mean it, it should stick in the back of your head that you want to get this get this W I thought I thought Lemieux played well. Um, I can't really fault them on any of the goals per se, uh, but this was a this was a one line team, and it was Perrant, Antil, and Waugh. and you know Moncton's shown that they've had some trouble 
with these one-line teams, and we're going to get three of the next four games against a team with a very good top six now instead mm-hmm. of just that one line with Orr, uh, LaRue, and Denoyer, and then your cousin Boucher. Um, and I can't think of who the whose line Jordan mates are. Dume. Dume, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I mean, that's a good top six. And I, I think a lot of what happened offensively for both games is Thomas Olje wasn't in the lineup. He was hell. He stayed in Moncton uh, just out of precaution. They missed his offense mm-hmm. in, in that lineup because that changes your whole top six when he can't be a, a second-line center. Yeah, they missed his energy. They missed yeah. his offense. They missed, you know, he's... Uh, he sometimes he's that you know the star that the star that stirs a drink. Yep. He's you know he he plays physical. He's big, plays bigger for his size, and uh, you know those those kind of players you know get get the bench going and especially coming off the like the OT winner and mm-hmm. a shootout shootout goal an OT winner. I mean he's he's a top six forward, and when you when you lose a top six forward, whether you're you know eight and twenty one or you're twenty five and seven mm-hmm. in this in this league, you're you're gonna miss. That, but I do want to highlight something that is kind of starting to click, and that is the power play. Um, you know, I asked them to be. I'm trying to find the the list here. I asked them to be in the top ten. I think right now they're eleventh uh, at a twenty percent clip. So they've already gone up two uh, percent. They're eleventh in the league right now. I mean, they're higher than uh, Shakutami, Blainville, Drummondville, uh, Quebec. I mean, the power play is starting to click, and and I think it's just repetition of playing together, and it's. Moran, Loshing, Kalmakoff, Daniel, who a little bit surprised me, but he's kind of kind of, kind of the spark plug in front of the net, mm-hmm. and then Oje on 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 the second unit with Bellamy and 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 uh, Pilot. I kind of like what the power play is doing, and they had success in both those games. Yeah, they really did, uh, and it look it looks better. Like they they're they are getting their opportunities on the power play. Yeah, uh, and Loshing is just starting to you know he's on he's on fire right now. Uh, I think I said it last week. If he starts to pick it up, maybe we do see him in in the prospects game, and uh, he's starting to pick it up. Yep. So if he if he keeps scoring, uh, he's going to get noticed. And man, if he starts, like, I I still can't get over that hit in in <laughs> overtime, man. Like yeah. he, you know, it, it's it, I've never seen someone known for for you know a shot or a goal scorer just lay a body check like that and maybe could have been a penalty but uh we're not going to get into that that's in the past but mm-hmm. you know if he starts playing like that he's he could he's going to start to build that confidence and that's big for someone his age and that's all it takes right now for you know for a young player to get to that next step is is confidence and and he's he's getting his opportunities and he's burying them well didn't you in the draft process didn't you wasn't there comparisons uh, with his shot to McKenna? McKenna? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I couldn't remember which player. I was, I was pretty sure it was something with the speed, and his shot was McKenna. His shot was McKenna. He, he, he skates. What did they say? He skates like they say. I forget who I said who he skates yeah, like. Yeah. Elche, maybe? maybe. No. Um, like sp- speed wise. Yeah, speed wise. I can't remember who he, who I said it was, but yeah, yeah. It just shoots like McKenna. He's got a cannon of a shot. Yeah. He needs to work on his accuracy. If he hits the net, if he starts hitting the net, he's going to score a lot more goals. Uh, some of these shots of his end up like five feet wide, but um, yeah. you know if he can start getting some of these on net, he, he's going to start uh, you know tacking on the goals. Yeah, and you know it was a power play was was the bright spot in both these uh, both these games. Going one for three against Schwinnigan and two for 
what do we go two for five against against Sherbrooke and and kind of change the tide. It just just they took their foot off the gas and momentum is a uh, is a hell of a thing in in mm-hmm. junior hockey. So um, I mean, looking ahead, you know, you kind of highlighted it there. We've got Halifax Drummondville yesterday, and then we've got uh, Drummondville on Saturday, Halifax on Sunday, and then the Wildcats go to Halifax on the Monday. So you know, like I said last week, a potential three and three. This is a this is a very tough three and three. Um, I mean, Drummondville pumped us. Uh, what was it, eight one, seven one, earlier in the year? Did they? Oh yeah. All was yeah. on the road, right? Up in yeah, up in Drummondville. Was it that bad? Yeah, because I I believe I shut it off. <laughs> oh well, I forget uh, about that one. Well, as you should. Um, and then Halifax. I mean, back to backs have not been Moncton's friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got. Th- basically a mini three-game series against your hated rival, a team you haven't beat this season, and a team you haven't looked very good against. Yeah, they, they laid an egg year. against Halifax that yeah. last game before Christmas break. So. And the the earlier one on the, the back-to-back night, they laid mm-hmm. an egg on, I think it was the pink of the rink game. Yeah. So it's going to be a tough schedule. The last thing you want is for this team to go on a, on a, on a losing streak. So they need to, uh, you know, they, they need to get something good against uh, Halifax. Get something good against Drummondville and 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 start to build up that uh, build it up again. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you, you don't want to go into you know back to back games against Halifax on a three game losing streak. Like it's uh, you know it's just you can't you can't do that. And it's uh, especially these maritime division games are they're going to be crucial coming down. And like these are four point games. Like if you want to improve your your playoff positioning, it's yeah. it's going to be against these these Halifax these Halifax games and. Uh, so you, you need to you need to capitalize because yeah they're they're gonna they're gonna be huge when they when you look at the sca- the standings at the end of the season, and I mean it, their schedule right now is Drummondville, Moncton or Drummondville, Halifax, Halifax three and three, Bathurst, St. John, and we don't get a quote unquote winnable game until Thursday, March third against Cape Breton. Yeah, and that's that's. I mean, if Cape Breton plays against six, that, seven, eight game losing yeah. streak right there, if if you get into a lot of trouble, yeah. And if Cape Breton plays like they did against Sherbrooke, well, that's uh, they're not gonna yeah. be, they're not going to be no, uh, they're not going to be easy games, right? So they need to uh, start playing uh, Lacroix hockey and uh, stop taking too many men penalties and yeah, <laughs> start Which, uh, six one. Sorry, not seven one. Yeah. Six one against Drummondville up in. Uh, that was Mercier's debut up in Drummondville. Might be a little bit different with a sold-out crowd in Moncton. Okay. I don't know. Was it? Oh. Could be. Oh, no, there's no way. Be lucky. Be lucky if there's uh, 3,000 people there. Yeah. I might even I might even step out for a night in the town. Or what? For this, uh, what? Step out for a night in the town <laughs> to watch the... Uh, Drummondville Vaulty Joris, because yeah. one of my one of my favorite uh, players in the league is on Drummondville. Pedal? No. Ooh. Luke Woodworth. Oh, okay. Luke Wo- I was gonna say Pedal just because Cape Breton could have taken him, but yeah. made that trade. How about that uh, how about that Cape Breton win against <laughs> Drummondville, right? Yeah. Tyler Pedal might be uh second guessing himself, totally yeah. regretting his uh his Maybe. decision, right? Yeah, that one uh six one, Kidney had one, Cote uh, Alexi Moran with two for Drummondville. It was just, oh, I remember that game. Now. Just was not a good night from start to finish. It, you just mm-hmm. that was that one was a throw the tape away type game. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, these these games, like I said, this schedule does not get any easier for Moncton. The first half, 
I think was a, a more favorable schedule. This back half is loaded with uh, with a lot of Maritime Division opponents. And, I mean, Charlottetown hasn't lost an eight. St. John's finding their way. Uh, they, I mean, they got beat by Ramuski, but that was on the third of three on the road they're trip. Not, they're not going to win out, right? It's, no. it's, it's They look good on paper. They're no, not going to win the rest of this. No, I didn't think out. they were. No, it's Charlottetown might, but... Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, St. John was finding their way. They took one loss. Uh, Bathurst kind of keeps seems to find their way. They're not going to be an easy team. Like, it's not going to be a favorable schedule. You can't continue to get behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have a lead, this team's going to learn how to win with the lead. And I don't know how you change that. I don't know how you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just need to, uh, I mean, get started, get rolling, get one against Halifax on Tuesday night, get that momentum going, get your confidence up again, and uh, just build, build from it because – yeah, you don't want to. You don't want a uh, losing streak at this point of the season. That's nope. the last thing uh, this that this team needs right now. Yep, it'd be interesting to see if uh, Connor Olson's back. Uh, he played the first five minutes in Shawinigan, then he was out for mm-hmm. both games, which we got to see uh, Ethan Dolleman in had an assist. Uh, you know, as a sixth defenseman, he's right where he needs to be. Um, you know what? You know what's sad? What's that? I forgot about Ethan Dolman. <laughs> you know. I don't I, blame you. When I saw the lineup, I was like, "Oh yeah, he does <laughs> exist," you know, because it's uh, he was injured before Christmas, and uh, that was his first game I think after the break because he hadn't been in the yeah, lineup. His, right, so. his last game he played was uh, Cape Breton, November sixteenth. Yeah, yeah, and then he was out for a while. So, yeah. I mean, I, I thought he played well. Uh, he brings a little bit different of an element to the game than than Connor Olson. Um, I think. Casey deserves to be in the lineup a little bit more than mm. like he he's earned that. I think Thomas Darcy as well. Maybe switch those two out. We'll have to see because I mean the team needs to find something, needs to find a spark. And step one is OJ yep. in the lineup for that top six. I That's agree. always feeling better because yeah. Uh, yeah, he'd be a good uh, a good add to the lineup for this yeah. week. You ready for everyone's favorite part of the show? That's how I'm ready. Yep. Wow. Okay. Eric Murray, the realtor, buy our house from him. Stick tap of the week. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> uh, so yes, the uh, the wife and I um, had a little Valentine's Day date on, on Saturday night, and uh, Mister Cheapskate that I am, you know, I I, yeah. I, I, I go and I, I follow I see what these restaurants are doing for their Valentine's Day menus, and I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm not. Okay, yeah, I'm a cheapskate, but I also want <laughs> value, right? Value's yeah. the big word here. Um, so I found Rosano's on Mapleton, and uh, they had a uh, it was fifty bucks for for the couple. Yeah, and it was uh, an appetizer to share. Yeah. <laughs> I got music here. Appetizer to share, and you had uh, you could choose a nine inch pizza and. A small pasta Ooh. and a dessert share, and we each got a drink. So two craft beers. That's a heck of a deal. Yeah, for fifty bucks. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? This is this is, looks like the, the best value in town. So we went to Rosanna's. It was really good. Uh, Rosanna's is uh, they got two locations: Moncton and Zia. And uh, yeah, in, yeah. Term, in terms of, uh, I, I think the. What you get for the price you pay is one of the better, you know, 
romantic restaurants. If you want, I, you know, you know I, romantic I didn't mind. restaurants. We, yeah, we ate there once in, in the deapplication. Yeah. I didn't mind it. Yeah, it was in its uh, a lot of local beers yeah. and, and uh, the food's really good, locally owned. Uh, I was impressed. I was really, really impressed with uh, with Rosano's. We've been there before, but it's been a been a while. And um, no, so really, uh, big shout out to Rosano's for uh, for that menu. Because you looked at all the other ones, it was like seventy five bucks for for the couple, or you know ninety bucks for a couple, and you and you look at the, you're like, well, you know what? I'm not gonna, I don't eat oysters, or you right. know, I don't. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, okay, well, you look at you look at Rosanos, you're like, okay, well, an appetizer to share, bruschetta. Who doesn't like bruschetta, mm-hmm. right? Um, we got a all meat pizza, nine inch pizza. We got a small seafood linguine, Ooh. and. We shared a chocolate mousse for dessert. She got a pump house blueberry beer. I got a, a specialist thing from the tire shack. And I thought, you know what? If you look at it this way, at, at any other restaurant, just your, your probably your bruschetta and your two beers would be 50 bucks. Yeah. Um, so I thought, you know, for what they were charging and uh, how great the food was, it was the obvious choice. So, uh, yeah. Big, uh, big stick tap to Rosano's, and we will definitely be back, and uh, you should go there too. The Stick Tap Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. That brings us to the Rosemary Lynn Massage Wildcast of the Week. She's back for another sponsor, and right now, you know what? Go follow them on Instagram, Rosemary underscore Lynn's underscore massage. Uh, they always have appointments they can take. Angelina and Nicole, they're accepting new clients, and they direct bill. Uh, if you don't want to follow them on Instagram to make a, an appointment, just give them a call at 506-830-1224. The Wildcast, Wildcat of the Week player again. Uh, I mean, this guy's just been on a tear uh, since the restart. Three points in two games, including two more power play goals. Now it gives them a seven-game point streak going back to... Uh, before the break, I mean, a four-game point streak. Um, like I said, four of those five goals have been on the power play, so single-handedly making the power play look look better. But, uh, you know, physical, um, doing all the little things to get this team uh, get this team rolling, get this team, uh, you know, back to the winning ways. Uh, so your Wildcast Wildcat of the week is number 28, Yohan Loshing. Um, that's kind of it for the show. I mean, our two contest giveaways uh, we announced last week. Ryan Dupre won the Igloo gift card as well on Instagram Friday night. Uh, Ellie Mayhew uh, won the one-hour massage courtesy of Rose Mary Lynn's Massage. So, again, we'll be in contact with you guys to give you those gift certificates. Again, thanks for all the support. Thanks for all the entries. Um, hope you guys had a wonderful Valentine's Day weekend, week, days. Hopefully, uh, when you hear this, we've already won one game and we're looking to win uh, in Drummondville uh, on Saturday and Halifax Sunday Monday we're opening up so get to the rink I mean mm-hmm. you can now get tickets you can now buy them use your vouchers use anything you want I mean this is an exciting team to watch they will continue to be exciting so get your tickets a lot of hockey in the next three months have a good week thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast podcast follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast Wildcast